Hi, and welcome to another episode of Questions. My name is Nathan Elam. I'm here with Pastor Joel today, and we have a question in from Raymond, who writes in, what is the relationship between faith and obedience? He uh, kind of furthers that question by saying, I recognize that we are not saved by our own good works, but the Bible still seems to put a massive emphasis on our obedience to God. So what is the biblical relationship between faith and obedience? Pastor Joel? All right. Um, let's look at James chapter 2. Uh, I think this would be helpful for you, Raymond, and I'm sure that this is um, a lot of where your question surfaces from. This is James chapter 2, uh, starting verse 14. The Bible says this, What good is it, my brothers and sisters, if someone claims to have faith but does not have works? Can such faith save him? It's a rhetorical question, but the implicit answer is a resounding no. Faith, apart from works, will not save him. Now, that's problematic because a Protestant Christianity has taught very plainly that we are saved by grace alone, through faith alone, in Christ alone. As a, as a contrast to Roman Catholicism that clearly teaches that a person is saved by a combination, by a partnership, a collaboration between faith and works, Protestant Christianity, what we would believe to be biblical Christianity, teaches that a person is not saved by a collaboration between faith and works, but a person is saved uh, through faith alone. And yet, the book of James, chapter 2, verse 14 says, what good is it? What benefit is it, my brothers and sisters, if someone claims to have faith but does not have works? It is good works. Can such faith save him? Again, a rhetorical question, and the answer is implicitly no. Now, skipping ahead a bit, verse 18 now, James picks back up by saying, But someone will say, You have faith, and I have works. Show me your faith without works, and I will show you my faith by my works. See, what James is getting at here is he's saying, there is, there is the devil's advocate who would try to posit that, you know, you have faith and I have works. You have one thing, I have the other. And what James is saying is that these two things are not mutually exclusive. He's saying, in, in your hypothetical situation, it's what you're posing is a false dichotomy. You're saying that I have faith and you have works. But he says that, that you know, well, show me, show me that faith without works. How, how is faith demonstrated? How is faith evidenced? How is faith proven if there are no good works? So if you are claiming to have faith apart from works, um, really what James is getting at is it simply doesn't exist. And he's saying, no, I have faith and I have works. And I show, I demonstrate, I reveal, manifest my faith by my works. And so ultimately what James is getting at is this. He's not saying that it's faith plus works equals justification. James rather is saying that justification is truly by grace alone, through faith alone, in Christ alone. But that faith, that faith that actually saves a person will always be accompanied, it'll always be evidenced by good works. The Reformers used to say it like this. They said that we're saved by faith alone, but faith that saves is never alone. 
So ultimately, the key component in the equation that brings about our justification, that is being declared righteous by God, salvation, ultimately what's required in order for an individual to be declared righteous before a holy God is faith, and only faith. But that faith, if it actually is present, it will be evidenced by good works. So we're not saved by faith and works. We're saved by faith alone, which is always evidenced by good works. It's evidenced. It's proven. It's like a tree. The root is faith. The fruit is good works. So it's not there's two different kinds of roots that ultimately support a tree and cause a tree to have its existence. So it's not as though this tree, the only way it can actually be a tree, actually exist is if it has two support, supporting roots, and one type of root is faith, and one type of root is good works. No, there's only one root that's required in order for the tree to be secure, and to exist, and to be strong, and steady, and stable. And that root is the root of faith alone. But if there is a solid, healthy root of faith, then there will be strong, healthy branches producing the fruit of good works. Going a little bit further now in James chapter 2, starting in verse 24, James says, You see that a person is justified by works and not by faith alone. Now, that's a problem verse. We might call, you know, people say, oh, that's a problem verse. When we say there's a problem verse, all, all we're saying is that it poses a problem for us. There are no true problem verses in the Bible because all Scripture is God-breathed and God doesn't have any problems. So, so it's, it's a good verse. Uh, it poses a problem, though, for us and our finitude and our fallenness as, as human beings, sinful human beings, and our ability to interpret and understand this particular verse. And so there is a problem because this verse, a problem again for us, because this verse is seeming to say that a person is not actually justified by faith alone, but it's faith plus works. Again, this is James chapter 2, verse 24. You see that a person is justified by works, that a person is justified by works and not by faith alone. But it continues now, verse 25, by saying, in the same way, wasn't Rahab, the prostitute, that's in Jericho, also justified by her works in receiving the messengers, that's the spies, the Hebrew spies, and sending them out by a different route. For just as the body without the spirit is dead, so also faith without works is dead. Again, we're seeing the theme here. There may be a verse that is seemingly on the surface problematic, but if you just follow the train of logic and you just read on, reading Scripture within the context of more Scripture, it's very clear what, what James is espousing. What he's saying is this, that faith without works is a dead faith. And really, we, we could interpret it like this. What James is saying is that faith apart from works is not actual faith. So, so when we teach that we're saved by faith alone, no, we mean that. Protestant Christianity, biblical Christianity, doesn't just track back 500 years to the Reformation. It tracks back 2,000 years all the way to Paul, all the way to James. We're saved by faith alone. But we're saved by a living faith, a working faith, an efficacious 
faith, a, a faith with vitality, a faith with authenticity, a faith with grit. It's a real faith. So, so we're saved by faith alone, but really what we should ask is, is faith, you know, we're asking the wrong question, Raymond. We're, we're asking the wrong question. We're saying, is faith alone sufficient for salvation? Well, yes, it is. I think the better question perhaps is this. Uh, what kind of faith is sufficient for salvation? So rather than asking, is faith alone sufficient for salvation? We should ask, what kind, what caliber of faith is sufficient for salvation? And the kind of faith, the caliber of faith that's sufficient for salvation is a real working faith and a real spirit-wrought working faith is a faith that works, meaning it bears itself out in good deeds. It is rich in good works. Faith is all you need for salvation. But if you have the kind of faith that is true faith, saving faith, it will be a working faith. So we don't need faith plus works. We just need a working faith. But a working faith produces good works. Uh, all we need for a tree to exist is we need the seed, we need the soil, we need the sun, the water, those kinds of things, those key components, those key ingredients. And ultimately what's going to happen is that we're going to have the, the root. You can have a tree, you can have an apple tree, um, and, and all that's really required is is the roots of the tree in order for it to exist. But if it really is an apple tree and a healthy apple tree at that, it will eventually, given enough time, begin to produce apples. Now, the apples that it produces, that, that's not, it's not like the moment that an apple tree produces its first apple, it then becomes, it then begins to be an apple tree. No, it was an apple tree from day one. It was an apple tree all, all the way back in gestation, all the, all the way back when it was in seed form. An entire apple tree was contained within the small parameters of a single seed. It was all there. There was no apple, just a seed. The seed was enough. It was all contained. It was sufficient. But, but we know that if it is indeed an apple seed, then given the right environment, given the right ingredients, namely soil, nutrients, water, sun, we know that the roots will drive down deep, the branches will swing out wide, and eventually it will begin to produce fruit. So we are saved by grace alone through faith alone, not faith plus works, but faith alone in Christ alone. The question is not so much, is faith sufficient? Is faith enough in and of itself to save? The answer to that is, of course, a resounding yes. But I think the real question is, what kind of faith is sufficient to save? And the answer to that is a true faith. And a true faith is a faith that works. It's a faith that will bear good fruit. Great. Thank you so much, Pastor Joel, for that answer. And Raymond, we hope uh, that you found that instructive and insightful in your walk with Christ. And uh, we just wanted to take a quick moment and say uh, to like us and subscribe to us on Facebook, like us on, uh, I'm sorry, like us on Facebook, subscribe to us on YouTube, 
Uh, follow us on Instagram and all those other platforms. We would love to hear from you guys in the future and uh, hear your questions for us to answer. So thank you so much, Pastor Joel. As a special thank you for your gift of any amount, we'll be happy to send you a free digital book from our store. To access this offer, visit rightresponseministries.com slash offer. We highly recommend Pastor Joel's book, Am I Truly Saved? If you or someone you know has wrestled with doubts about the love of God, this would be a great resource. As a reminder, to get this offer, go to rightresponseministries.com slash offer. And thank you for your generous support.